Hi, welcome to Real Estate Roller Coaster. Uh, my name is Amanda Dockham. I'm team lead with Crimson Realty Group in Houston, Texas. I am that broker girl, Sandy Lynn Burnett. I am team leader of Team TBG out of Iowa and Illinois, a little place called the Quad Cities. Little place. I'm in a little place called Houston, Texas. Never heard of it. Right. It's a blip. Um, so today we're going to talk about the process of wrapping up one year and planning for the next year. Um, December usually is a little bit slower. I mean, people kind of gear down and get ready for the holidays. And we, as agents, tend to fill that time kind of reassessing what we did for the year and plan, do our business plan for the next year. Um, or some of us just sit our ass on the couch and watch Netflix and drink. Uh, I feel like they're both equally as important because you don't get a lot of time to do that if you're a producing agent during the year. Maybe you could do both at the same time, business plan and day drink. Um, do you even get winters out there? In here? You know what? Okay. We get like these very, so it's 75 today. We have a kind of cold front coming in for the weekend where we'll get two days of cold and cold is right now low 60s, high 50s. And then we're back up to like 70s. We get little days of cold. Trees here are just barely beginning to turn. We have like four trees in Houston that change colors total. Our winter really hits in January. We have like all these little mini fake summers. It's it's annoying. So do you get a fall? Do you're like, so you can no. see outside my window is like a bush that's completely dead. We are entering that phase now. I have leaves okay. in my backyard, but as you can see behind me, our trees here rarely like lose everything. No, I mean, it's 75 today. There's no reason for them to die and move on with life, but I don't see any snow there. Yeah, we've gotten ripped off so far this year. We don't have any snow. It just um, started to get cold. Let's see what the temperature is here. Yeah, 32 degrees. So um, earlier this week, it was like in the teens. And I want a white Christmas. Okay. The high tomorrow in Houston's 84. The low is 64. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our lowest temperature for this week is going to be 64. Fingers crossed, and that's on Sunday, and that's one day. And then we're back into the 70s and 80s. So I gotta do not disturb my thing. Um, but let me ask you: Do you do a formal written business plan every year? Like, I how am, hardcore are you? Um, I do. You do? Yes. And I actually, when we decided we were going to talk about business plans, which um, is about three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it sound like we prepped for this show. <laughs> yeah. I actually looked up some of my, um, some of the templates that I use for a business plan. So, uh, yeah. So, sorry. Um, yeah, we both are to totally being We just squirreled now. off and it's Yeah, easy what is wrong with us? We're on video to think that, but I need to remember that most of this is just audio and it's a podcast. Um, 
So in previous years, I've written out like an extensive business plan, how many sides for listing, how many sides for buying, how many deals a year do I want from open house, from online, like really breaking it down to a granular level. And I found that incredibly stressful because I would say to myself, well, how do I know how many I want to get from open house? How many, why do I care how many I want from online? And I think the problem was I really didn't care. I had a transaction number in my head that I wanted or a a commission amount. Like I want to make this amount of money or this amount of transactions, you know, but breaking it down to where I wanted to get them from stressed me out. Are you that specific with your business plan? I am not. How, How I did my business plan was, yes, I did. So what I do is I state, how much money I want to net. I start with net. Oh. And from there, I add my expenses to how much I need to gross. Okay. Okay. After that, I decide, okay, how how the fuck am I going to make all this money? Right. You have your number. How am I going to get there? And then that's how I start to take it down into, all right, well, part of it is like, if you want to be a successful real estate agent, you do need to start running it like a real estate business. So we do, (laughs) (laughs) we do need to um, have a business analysis. You need to know where your money, you need to know where your money is coming from. And so I think that that is a goal. Like For me, it's like, okay, I'm about 60% of my income from listings, 40% from buyers. I would like to, you know, even further widen the gap, pick up more listings as a result of it. So that being said, I think it is important to go into the weeds slightly by saying, I want this much needs to come from listings. This much needs to come from my buyers. Because what I do is what's my average been? What's my average commission check? Okay. This means I have to have this many deals from the buyer side, this many deals from a listing. And if I make it great, if I even come close to it, great. Right. Right. Then from there, I don't break it down to, okay, this means I need to attend this many open houses. How I break it down is I look at my conversion rate on, you know, referrals, my sphere, and even cold leads and I'm literally can I'm literally breaking it down to I need to talk to this many people a day. Okay. About real estate. Then and we're similar I, in that. Yeah. Once I realized I need to basically talk to five people a day, have a serious conversation, five people, different people a day on real estate on prospecting alone, um, to net two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That was you know a number that I picked. Um, from out of thin air, that yeah. I thought would be nice to just make a right, and that's there. that's where you start. Yeah, when I realized it was five people a day, that made it so much less overwhelming. Correct. However, that being said, you know, you're like, well, I didn't get my five people today. I can hit them tomorrow. Then that starts to get more overwhelming. It does, and that's when the accountability comes in. Um, Personally, I do better 
having working with somebody or a group to hold each other accountable rather than the make excuses. Oh, I didn't do it today. I can do it tomorrow. And next thing I know it's Friday and I need to talk to 25 people and I get overwhelmed and I go clean the floor. You know, that's, that's, that's how in real life it's not pretty, but that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you just kind of scrap that week. And then next thing you know, you're scrapping two weeks and then you're off plan. Um, so I've always kind of reverse engineered my business plans as well. I did not really start tracking, really tracking and measuring conversions until last year. I signed up for Sisu and it's been wonderful because it kind of talks to my what CRM. Is that? I've never heard of it. S-I-S-U. Sisu is a tracking and measuring the entire point of their platform. It's a track and measure. And it puts everything on a graph for you and um, it can communicate with your CRM, which everybody should be using. Don't give me mm-hmm. that. I use an Excel cell spreadsheet bullshit. Um, that is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> it, I mean, it, that's it, how I tried operating my business for the first two years like that. Yeah. Thinking I was thinking I was so smart. And uh, <laughs> you and don't was, know what you don't know. And you think you're okay yeah. until you realize there's something out there that makes it a lot easier. And then you're like, oh. I get it now. Can I tell you what my perfect day is in real estate? And I haven't gotten this far yet, um, but mm. I am closer than I've ever been. So that's Ooh. fine. My perfect day is, you know, I love to like naturally wake up. So 7.04 a.m. for some reason is my perfect wake up time, apparently. Um, roll out of bed, you know, make my coffee, whatever sit at my desk, open my CRM and have it tell me who to talk to that day, who I need to wish a happy birthday, who I need to just BS with, who I need to touch base with on my deals. I, in my, in my perfect day, I will have all of my systems telling me who I need to catch up with and I don't have to use my brain at all. And I can just enjoy people again. So I spent time on my systems for my CRM to tell me all of that. And I com- I, I, I completely ignore it. I'm not going to lie. I, I did. I, I, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my systems in place. Bam. And I did. And it was a headache. And I probably have not checked. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I have not checked my tasks in follow-up boss. It, and so I'm not going to open it up. I was about to open it up and tell you what the number is. It's probably been months. <laughs> and I have all these automations and this is terrible to say how I have all these automations set up and it does tell me it's been one year since this person bought this house, send them a gift. So-and-so's birthday is coming up, click this button to send an automated car. Like I don't even have to fucking do anything. All I have to do is <laughs> click a button and the gift goes out and the card goes out and this video goes out. I, I'm not even clicking the button. Um, but how clean is your floor? That must be one <laughs> clean floor. <laughs> My house is fully Christmas decorated. <laughs> um, yeah, I I need to get better about that. And I'm at the point right now, I usually already have a business plan in place by December because if you start on your business plan at the end of December, you're already behind. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm working on business. I should be working on business for the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what I, the connections I make now is what's going to get me a paycheck at the beginning of the year. Yep. So the actions you do today affect your next 90 days. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know that the easy thing to do is like take December off because it's the holidays, family, you're eating, you're drinking, you're getting fat, you're being merry, you're watching Netflix movies until you cry. And that's great. Um, but still need to be sure to spend a certain amount every day on prospecting um, mm-hmm. and those follow-ups. So I'm changing my business plan strategy a little bit this year is I'm not starting, I'm not reverse engineering it from a financial standpoint. I'm more looking at it like what do I want to accomplish wealth-wise, travel-wise, contribution-wise. I'm integrating my personal stuff with it and um, then working backwards from there and how many families, I'm changing it to how many families do I want to help this year. Um, and going to kind of make those goals public to hold accountable and kind of have a countdown of how many families, you know, helped. So now it's the summer and that sort of thing and make that a way to be held accountable for the amount of people that I help in 2022. And I'm going to have my team fill out these little surveys too. And, um, kind of, I used to, so, and I know I'm rambling a little bit because I'm trying to put these together. When, you know, when I first started, um, I ran an accountability little Facebook group and it was just agents in my office and we jump on every day. I, I would jump on and it's like, okay, what's your number? How many people do you want to talk to this week? How many brand new people? You had to have a number of brand new people and a number of follow-ups, two completely different things. You need to initiate a certain amount of conversations a week that are with brand new people, make a brand new connection and then follow up. And every Monday they'd have to turn in their numbers. And like, we would all pitch in like $10 or a certain amount of money. And then whoever reached their goals every week for the month got the pot. And um, going to put together something like that for my team, I think this the first quarter to kind of test it out, try it on, you know, and see how it fits uh, just to hold each other accountable and really execute business plans. Um, I love that. Um, you're almost making like a productivity plan. Yeah. In a sense. And for those to work, you need like skin in the game as they call it. Yeah. Um, you know, so how I've, I've done that before. And this is why I like doing this show with you so much is I've like, I learn a lot from you and I think I like how you reframed it to how many families you want to help this year and different types of goals. I do know that productivity, productivity, accountability, or however, However, it works out has never worked for me. I will like the second it doesn't work out, you'll never see me again. <laughs> um, and I started I started to learn that real fast. But you know what did resonate with me? Mm. 
in that uh, in that course, that uh, PSI course, that self development course that I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget. He asked me, you know, basically, if if I did everything that I'm supposed to do in a day, how much should I be making in a month? And I'm like, I should be clearing 40 grand a month. If, yeah. if I'm really killing it and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, I'm prospecting properly and doing everything like it's, I could be doing 40 grand a month. And he goes, why don't you think of it this way? Because this is exactly what you're doing. Every day you get out of bed and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, that's costing you 40 grand a month. And it's like, you're writing a check for 40 grand a month. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I, when I started to reframe it into like, what is not doing the things I'm supposed to be doing actually costing me Yeah. from a financial standpoint, you can say anything. It's costing me my relationship. Now my husband's pissed because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing or or whatever. My dogs aren't eating, you know, right. Whatever. Right. And, but for me, like money really truly resonates, which is why I love business planning um, so much. Um, I like money. Right. But, but no, when, when it was framed that way to me and it truly resonated with me, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot. That would definitely motivate. And I think a lot of it is you have to have a goal, like an actual goal. You can't just like, I like my job. My job doesn't feel like a job to me. It's just something it's, it's what I do, right? It's not work. It's not laborious work to me that I dread doing, but I need a goal. I need something to work towards and that thing to reach. I mean, number one, because I'm a competitive person. It's like, if I say I'm going to do 50 transactions, it's like, I'm going to get that 50. It's going to piss me off if I don't. Yeah. Um, And then the way my mind works is like, if I reach a milestone or a goal, it's like, what do I reward myself with? Like a child. It's like, what do I get if I do this? Like what? Okay. I get the money number one for doing 50 transactions, but I guess for me, that's not enough. It's like, okay, I will give myself permission to buy this or travel here or justify this if I reach that. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I guess I've learned it's not about completely about the money because it's about seeing how far I can go. What can I do? I wonder if I can accomplish this. Let's see how far I can push myself. I guess I'm still learning what I'm capable of. And that's the fun in it for me. And I know the money will follow if I continue to push myself and my capabilities. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I've never gauged my entire business plan on like a dollar amount. Usually it's a transaction goal to see if I can get that many transactions. Now, of course, I'm not sitting here saying money doesn't matter. I like money. Yeah. You know, okay. I'm a chick. I like money. We like money. Uh, we like to not have to depend on other people for money. I like, I'm very independent. I, I, I track the money portion of it. And that is important, but I think setting the goals of, I want to clear this many listings. I want to help this many buyers is really what I find myself focusing on and striving 
to reach. Um, okay, let me ask you this. How has your business plan changed from being a new agent to where you're at now? Oh, wow. I mean, as a new agent, I was just like, I want 12 transactions and I want this, you know, amount of money or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It has absolutely developed into, you know, upping my average, upping my conversion rates from, you know, cold lead to close uh, or into clients and then closed, upping my transactions pending to closed, uh, you know, like I have all these other metrics that I want to level up on essentially and monitor in my business. So it's definitely just grown more detailed. And also some, I, I, my goals have all, have been increasing. Yeah. And as they should. Yes. And, you know, but Honestly, not every year's been my best year. You know, it's it the real estate roller coaster. Um, so all that matters to me is that I'm progressing and just getting better. Um, also, my business plan has changed into how do I want this business to come from? So um, if social media, you know, I'm like really concentrating on social media. So I have specific metrics for that, that I want to be able to see that this business came as a result of my social media, yeah, things like that. So it's intentional with your, it's been so much more the, to answer your question, my business plan has changed because it has grown so much more robust in that aspect. Do you include personal goals with your business goals? I do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, The reason is because, you know, a lot of my personal goals involve like my body or my relationships. So if those aren't on point and those aren't improving, then my business is going to go to shit. Um, That's 100% true. Yeah. Your personal drama of your... Every, all of this, all of it, all of your personal baggage and progress and mindset and the way you are in your personal relationships directly affect real estate because it it's not just a job. It like becomes part of your life. And I have not yet found some, I can't say that's a very broad statement. It's difficult to find somebody who completely separates their life goals and their real estate goals just because the successful ones figure out you can't have success in one without the other. Yeah. You can't have a shit show life. It's super easy to find people that can separate them. Right. I can't find any successful ones. Right. And that's why I'm like, let me rephrase this. Yeah. You can't have everything personal be a complete shit show because that means you're distracted. You see those really good real estate agents flying high. Meanwhile, they're getting divorced or they, all they do is like cheat on their spouse or something because they're too big of a pussy to get divorced. I don't know. But like you do, you start to see that when you like start climbing the ladder and seeing how like successful you are and everything or the people you're you're hanging with, you know, um, I did want to just read off a couple of questions that somebody should just ponder if they're making their own business plan. Um, I pulled up for one it. from the past. Um, so 
some business plans I use, this is like off of a workbook. And in this workbook, it involves a strategic plan, personal objectives, determining your core values, your own mission statement, your own SWOT analysis, your income goal sheet, your four pillars of income, your market, your business marketing plan, goal achievement system, and the cash flow budget worksheet. So on the strategic section, ask yourself, what do I want to achieve in my five in my business in five years? What do I want to achieve in my life in five years? And then what do I want to achieve in my business in one year and my life in one year? Six months and six months life and business. How will I know I'm making progress? What's my biggest pain right now in my business? Ooh, what's your biggest pain right now? My biggest pain in my business yeah, right now? That's a good question. I'm just curious what your answer is. Ah, fuck. Accountability. Just overall uh, with my team, with myself. I'm in a very, I'm in like a transition phase with my business. Like, as you see, if you're watching us with a the video, there's a whole new background here. I have an office now and it's been, oh my God, it's, it's, it's been a lot. Um, so I am very much in planning mode um, and I'm going to be for the rest of the year. The way my brain works, like visual clutter is mental clutter. And if I feel disorganized or I don't have a plan, shit ain't happening. Like I'm just going to mm -hmm. stress out and you're going to find me face down on the couch. Um <laughs> So I've been hitting those walls lately, those mental walls. It's like, I'm trying to do something new and difficult and finding the way to do it. It's very hard. Um, struggles is getting people to do business at the end of the year. It's Christmas. Nobody wants a list with a Christmas tree in their house. Um, I planning for next year. I have a lot of struggles right now, but I'm here to tell you, I will have it done before the end of the year, because at the end of the day, it's my job to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get it done. Um, I would say my biggest pain point right now is um, I pay for a lot of cold leads uh -huh. and I ain't doing shit with them. And I need to get better about uh, making my money work for me. Um, so ask yourself what your biggest pain is right now, what's going really well for you in your business and the personal objectives, you're going to, you know, consider your family, faith, fun, friends, fitness, core values, brainstorm, a bunch of character traits that you value the most. And then, you know, determine, like cross off words one by one till you're left with a handful of core values that truly matter. Um, I think it's important for us to know where, you know, like what your business is built on, you know? I have an idea. Um, why don't we make this part one of business planning episode? And then part two, let's pick five of those questions. And before we record again, which we should record at least one more time before we like bail for Christmas. Um, <laughs> we'll answer them on the podcast so people can kind of see examples. And then also maybe we can post some of the questions in the notes to this episode so people I can kind of have that. them. Yeah, I'm let's do that. Email you this 
so that you can look it over and we can like discuss this whole business plan. Uh, yeah. And we will honestly answer some of those. I mean, and that's, we're on the same level. So where you know, we don't hide anything on this show. Um, no. We'll answer them. Yes, and I don't hide anything. Right now, this, hey, <laughs> as she unzips her shirt. <laughs> you guys um, are watching via video. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, we'll answer them on uh, the next episode and you can kind of see what the process looks like taking personal and professional inventory. It's not always pretty. It's not fun, but you have to be honest with yourself about what you're succeeding and what you're failing at and what you're just willfully not doing. Um, because if you can't be honest with yourself, you're never really going to I don't want to say be fully functioning because that's not true. I mean, that's, that's just harsh, but if you can't be honest with yourself when it comes to planning your business, it's going to be very difficult to scale it and grow it. If that's your choice, if this is like a hobby or something, you know, that this is not your main source of income. Cool. You know, you don't need to take that real and honest inventory, but if you're looking to grow this to something beyond where you're at now, you got to be truthful with yourself. If you, you know, and my closing thought for part one is, uh, this is another super impactful statement that a coach, Jake Dixon said to me, uh, if you were competing against you, how would you take you down? No. And that is truly, and he actually was hosting a business planning clinic that I went to. And when he said that, I'm like, okay, I need to get my shit together because I don't want anybody taking me down. Yep. Yeah. So, I can answer that immediately, but that's another show. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think this is great. I think, I think you were right to call this part one. Let's yeah. get into the meat and potatoes part of business planning in part two. But I think in this part, we did a really good job in discussing like how we've grown in it, why it's important and why people need to incorporate this into their real estate careers. Yeah. Cause honestly, some, the newer agents, I mean, they, I, I know some people don't even understand what a business plan is. Um, yeah. I didn't <laughs> my first time. Um, Okay, cool. We'll wrap this one up for today. Again, to recap, uh, I am Amanda Dockham and Houston, Texas, team lead of Crimson Realty Group. Sandy Lynn Burnett, that broker girl, uh, team lead of Team TVG. And this is part one of business planning and preparing for a new year. And we hope you'll join us next week for part two. Thank you very much.